Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. The following program is rated U for universal audiences and is considered suitable for listeners of all ages. This is a presentation from Dream Realm Enterprises, where dreams are our reality. Previously on Robots of the Company. When this is all over, we may not even recognize some of the personalities of some of our crewmates. Oh no. Are you saying some of our friends may not be our friends anymore after this, Boffin? They may not even be technically the same bots anymore? Uh, unfortunately, that may well be the case, sir. There is just no telling what kind of damage this virus will end up doing before it has run its course. And it may take months before we even know how this will all turn out. Oh, this is huge. Boffin, Boffin, this is huge. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And now, the exciting resolution to the Season 6 cliffhanger. Oh, and the conclusion to our long-running story arc. Oh, and of course, it's also almost Santicon Day again. We have to squeeze as much into this three-part special as robotically possible. So, this is the wrap-up to everything that has come before. Don't expect it to be nice and tidy. Don't expect it to be perfect. Just take it for what it is. And remember, you asked for it. Now you got it. Like it or not. In other words, there will be no refunds. This is presented as is. And now, let's have those opening credits. You are listening to the seventh season premiere of Robots of the Company, episode number 66. Beginning of the End, or Part 1 of our three-part season opener, written by Jonathan Patrick Russell. The Titan II has just been detected, Your Eminence. It seems we were able to safely intercept them before they were utterly destroyed by a passing comet. And the weirdest part of it all is that... They had no idea that they were about to be hit! They are now completely safe and in geosynchronous orbit around the planet Bob. Excellent, D. Have everyone on board transported to the surface of the planet. They will serve my purpose as well. As you command, my master. <laughs> I will conquer the known galaxy, and nothing will stand in my way. Not even that pompous windbag Lord Ackerley can stop me now. <laughs> hey, where the heck are we all of a sudden? I thought we were on the Titan too. And I was sure we were all being changed into different bots. What gives, Boffin? Boffin? Are you there, Boffin? Oh boy, I'm alone. Oh, depressing. Hey, it looks like Dr. Octagus's lab. You are quite correct, Administrator Putch. 
Welcome back to Planet Bob. <laughs> the Doctor Octagus. But how'd I get here? And where are all the others? We were only able to intercept you from the transportation beam, Administrator Punch. We? Who is we? Hello again, Punch. Hey, it's Captain James. Oh boy, what a surprise. I'm sure it must be. I've been secretly working with Dr. Octagus for the last several months. That's why I've been off the Titan too for a while. No kidding? We thought you were just on an extended vacation. Either that or did you take him a chance to jump ship and get as far away from this nutty crew as possible? Either way, I couldn't blame you. Boy, have I got a lot of questions for you. That is understandable. And I think I can shed some light on the situation for you, Administrator Punch. Hey, I know you. It's Lord Ackley, right? We haven't seen you since we left Bob. That was quite some time ago. Wow, you're one of my heroes, you know? Well, thank you very much, Administrator Punch. Hey, I just remembered. The last time I saw you, you were fighting that, uh, Cyphercon. Yes. And it is a battle that has raged on until this very day. But hopefully, with your help, it will soon be at an end. Uh, what can I possibly do to help? Trust me, Administrator Putsch. If you play your part in my great plan, it will end this destructive conflict between rival companies and bring peace and order to the galaxy. Seriously? Trust me, I am very serious, Administrator Putsch. We all play a very important role in these great events. Especially you and your crew. We do? <laughs> oh, oh boy. The universe is so screwed. Zimtron, you are the same as you always were. You are no more naked than usual. Yeah, and thank goodness for that. Phew, what a relief. So, where are we and how did we get here? More important than that, how do we get out of here? This is very inconvenient for Lovely. Someone do something, please. Yeah, someone come up with a brilliant idea and get us out of this place. This is serious. <laughs> Lovely is so scared. That goes double for me. <laughs> I want my mommy. Relax, guys. We have to stay calm and collected so we can figure out what's going on here. I believe I can shed some light on the situation. Who the devil are you? It's a really long story. I don't exist. At least, not officially. And normally I hear two voices in my head. This one and one other. But it seems to be rather quiet today. What the heck are you talking about? I hate to interrupt, but actually, I think I can help explain this. This day just gets stranger and stranger. <laughs> Welcome to my world. And you can keep your world. Lovely one's his. In Lovely's world, everything is so simple, so beautiful. 
it is an ocean surrounded by a long, luxurious beach. The breeze comes in gently off the water, and the sun occasionally appears behind the puffy little cloud. Now, isn't Lovely's world much better than yours? You have a point there, Lovely. It sounds great. I want to go to your world. I think we're getting a little off topic here, guys. P2, are you really trying to tell us that you're experiencing a secondary personality within your positronic brain pattern? Yes, that's true. I didn't know how to tell anyone, and I wasn't sure what was going on, or if I were simply imagining it, which is why I've kept it to myself for so long. But I do indeed seem to have two distinct personalities these days. It seems my old personality sometimes comes out when I least expect him. That's true, and I do. And at the worst possible moments. Lovely doesn't believe any of this. Maybe Lovely is losing Lovely's mind now. Maybe none of you are for real. I think I can explain some things. Oh, good. I'm glad someone can. GD! Where did you come from? Yes. You have been gone for some time now. Actually, come to think of it, you're not the only bot who's missing. Where's Sphinx? Anyone seen old Frenchie? He isn't around anymore. Same goes for a few other bots. It's a long story and there isn't time to explain everything. But things have changed. In fact, a lot of things are different now, so you better get used to it. Because I don't think anything will ever be the same again after today. So, what is that supposed to mean, anyway? Yes, please explain what you can, GD. Well, first of all, it's perfectly feasible for two personalities to be trapped in one bot body. In fact, it happens more often than anybody realizes. In P2's case, It was probably brought on by the fact that he had to cannibalize a new personality when the old one failed due to the crash of the Titan One onto the planet Bob all those years back. It just took his old personality some time to resurface, but it was bound to happen sooner or later. It's a problem easily fixed, actually. Boy, that's a relief. Indeed it is. And as to the question of where we are and how we all got here, we were obviously transported here with the use of an energy beam. A transporter beam of some kind. You mean a teleportation device? Didn't he just say that? That's exactly what I said. Call it what you like, guys, but yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Lovely has never understood that phrase. Why would you put anything in a nutshell that isn't a nut? It just makes no sense. Oh boy. Another one with limited intelligence, eh? GD. Alright, I'll be nice. Anyway, as I was explaining... And as for where we've been brought to, this is clearly the interior of the planet Bob. Oh no! Didn't we see enough of this place when we were stranded here before? Yeah. Can we never escape this, um, weird planet? Escape? Is your brain box faulty, Zimtron? For your information, I was trying to be hip. All the young bots are talking that way nowadays. Don't you watch Bot War, the next generation? Well, as a man... (coughs) If we could stay on topic here, I'm trying to explain some things. Yes, I know, but I'm getting bored with it all, GD. Can't we just get on with getting away from this planet? I hate to say it, but I agree with Zimtron. I just want to get back to the ship now. Can we do that? I have lots of stuff to clean. 
I'm afraid it's not that simple. Darn, it never is. If we escape, I mean escape now, it will upset the balance. Balance? I'm sorry to say, I don't understand, and I'm usually pretty good with understanding things. Okay, so... what exactly is going on here? A sensible question at last. Thank you, Popsy. I appreciate that. Popsy? She called me Popsy. Isn't that cute? Oh boy, here we go. Next crush squeak. Jealous, GD? <laughs> As if. Oh man, this always has to be so complicated, doesn't it? If I could continue. Sorry. By all means. Well, you were all brought here for a specific purpose. And that purpose was? To be connected up to the mainframe computer of this planet. And then, with your combined brain power, you will then manipulate reality. What on earth are you talking about? Yep. Me understanding any of this just got impossible. Uh, hang on. You mean this place, this planet, is a huge supercomputer built for manipulating reality itself? Precisely. This is the prototype. I'm so glad you managed to figure it all out. It will save time trying to answer stupid questions. D! Yes, you eminence? Prepare these bots for the testing phase. We will begin in one hour. As you wish, my master. Now what makes you think you'll get away with this? Who's going to stop me, little bot? You? <laughs> well, when you put it like that... I guess not. Just as I thought. <laughs> Pathetic. Soon, my plan will be in motion, and nothing in the universe can stop me now. <laughs> So, uh, Lord Ackley, uh, forgive my, uh, ignorance, but how exactly can I help? By coming with me to a very secret facility of the company, praise the company. In fact, it's the most secret facility the company ever built. Oh, you mean you found it, my friend? Indeed I have, Dr. Octagus, indeed I have. Where does it lie? Planet 57. Oh, of course. I should have known. Planet 57? I'm confused. Where is that? It lies not far from here. In fact, the teleportation beam should reach planet 57 easily from here. Oh, excellent. Most excellent. <laughs> Okay guys, listen up. While Defunct is busy prepping that machine, we have a chance to escape. You mean escape? I know what you mean, Rust Bucket. Now shut up and just listen. I have a plan for getting us out of here. So who's with me? Wait a minute. You have a plan? Give me a break. Not all of us are what we appear to be, GD. Take yourself for example. You appear to be a simple garbage disposal unit, and yet, you often make it clear that you have intimate knowledge about how things work, especially where the company is concerned. But on this occasion, I happen to be the one with a plan. A bull. Like you could come up with a plan. You're nothing more than a freaking toaster. 
Not a very good one at that. I resent that remark, Dry Knobs. Besides, there's a very good reason for that, you know, GD. Hogwash. I don't see any hogs, let alone any that need cleaned. It's just an expression, Kika. It means I don't believe him for one minute. Then, what's your plan, GD? Hmm? Oh, tell us, since you're so smart. Well, I don't have a plan per se, if you want to know the truth, Zemtron. You? Without a plan? Oh, the great GD? Never. All right, all right, I'll come clean. I, uh, don't really know as much as I sometimes let on. What? GD? So, you were winging it all along. I knew it. You're a fraud, GD. Typical. I'm so disappointed. Lovely doesn't believe any of this. What kind of misfit crew has Lovely ended up with? A crew who has a phony within our midst. Yep, that's me. Fraud City. Sorry to let you guys down. Really, I am. It's okay, GD. It's not your fault. No, I disagree with Frisco. I think you should be very sorry, GD. I'm very, very ashamed. Wait, I'm confused. So, how did you know all that stuff about company procedures and all those top secret things? You've had us fooled for years, GD. You really are a master of deception. In other words, he's a big fat liar. Fair enough, Popsicle. Okay, okay, you got me. I just read a lot of company policy manuals and spy novels, that's all. I get most of my ideas from them. Really? Spy novels? Lovely is flabbergasted. In fact, Lovely's gust has never been so flabby. I must say, I'm very disappointed in you. I know, Squeak. That's what hurts the most. I know you've always put a lot of faith in me. I don't know why, honestly, because as you now see, it was misguided faith. I'm just sorry I let you down. And I believe that, GD. I really do. So, now what? I got nothing this time. Sorry, guys. No plan, no last-minute escape. In fact, it's the end of the road as far as I'm concerned. This is probably our last misadventure together as a complete crew. He's right. You can just feel it in the air. The winds of change are blowing. This is so sad. And mad at the same time. Yep, this is how it goes around here. Okay, I say we all just stay calm and try to find some way out of this mess. It seems to Lovely that it's pretty much every bot for himself. I hate to say it, but Lovely may be right about this. Boy, I can say that again. So, what's it gonna be for you, Squeak? Taking the lonely road? Or do you still believe in all that all-for-one, one-for-all crap? Sorry, GD. I have to believe that where there's a will, there's a way. I think I'll stick with Popsicle. He seems to have a plan. And, I have to admit... He's really sort of sexy now that he's adopted a take-charge attitude. I'm sexy? You hear that, guys? And I happen to have a plan. Who the man? <laughs> not you, that's for sure. For starters, you're a bot, not a man. Secondly, a plan, you... Ha! Don't make me laugh. Does the term undercover mean anything to you, GD? Because that's just what I've been all this time. Baloney. It makes a good sandwich, but it looks to me like you're the one who's full of it, GD. <laughs> oh, that's just too funny. 
He really got you on that one, Jeannie. You, you just got phased. <laughs> oh, just shut up, you two. Yeah. Bring it on, GD. Why, Ayara? GD! Yeah, GD. Listen to Mummy. She's got your number, GD. As always. <laughs> Fine. Have it your way, Squeak. Coward. Loser. Oh, shut up, you guys. And grow up for a change. Better listen to what she says, you guys. Yeah, I'm with Squeak. Me too. And with Popsicle. Oh, everyone's suddenly with Popsicle. So, are you really going to listen to this guy too, Squeak? I am really sorry, GD. But at least he's offering some hope. All you're offering is an ending. So after all these years, he suddenly says he has a plan and he's the guy. He's the hero. Huh. <laughs> If you guys really want to buy into that, you're all a bunch of morons. And if he turns out to be what he claims, and manages to save us all, what then, GD? Well, uh, well, I, uh... I'm listening. Fine. Follow this fraud. But if he gets you all killed, don't come crying to me. Because I'm out of here. This time for good. I'm going to find a way out of this place and then go and retire to some tropical beach somewhere where they serve fruity drinks that have little umbrellas. But no kittens. No kitten-related drinks of any kind. You got that? I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Out of all your lives, forever. Do you really mean that, GD? You bet I do, Squeak. I... I'm sorry, but I've had it with this crazy crew. It's been a heck of a ride, I'll admit that. But it's over, you guys. It's all over. Well, at least it is for me. I gotta go. I really do. I don't fit in here anymore. Maybe I never did. Well, if that's really how you feel, GD... And I guess that's how it must be. I'll miss you, for what it's worth. Oh, well, I'll miss you too, Squeak. As for the rest of you, not so much. But you guys are sure going to miss me. <laughs> well, I guess this is the end of the road. I suppose so. Goodbye, GD. Take care of yourself. You do the same, Juicy. <laughs> Thanks, GD. For the times you were there for me. And for the rest of us. Okay, don't try to make me cry, because it ain't going to work. So, good luck, I guess, to all of you. I can't believe he's gone. It's okay, Squeak. You still have me. <laughs> I know, Kika. And I wouldn't trade you for anything. Well, GD's gone. So I guess it's up to me now. Oh, no. We're doomed! I beg your pardon. I thought you had my back a few seconds ago. All of you. I mean, when it came down to a choice between me or GD to save your butts, you were all over mine. But now, all you bots can do is criticize. What gives? Relax, Popsicle. I think Zimtron just means, well, what good can you do? You are just a toaster, after all, right? I mean, you were just bragging to uh, take GD off, right? Oh, playing with his head like usual, right? I mean, it's just what you do, Popsicle, right? No, you guys. I have so much more than just another toaster. What do you mean, Popsicle? I'm really a secret agent. What? <laughs> Give me a break. What a laugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, you guys, just listen. It's time to show you about something. Something I've had to keep secret for all these years. If that means what I think it means, count me out. That's all right, dude, really. Just keep your underwear on. Jess, Lovely wants nothing to do with underwear removal. Not that, you idiots. Just watch and learn. What the? Oh my. Popsicle. Uh-oh. Lovely's world just changed forever. Listening to the seventh season opener of Robots of the Company, episode number 66, Beginning of the End, which is part one of a three part season opener. The one you've all been waiting for, the end of our massive series story arc, which was written by Jonathan Patrick Russell and which starred, in order of appearance, Stefania G. Lindenbaum as Defunct, Shane Harris as Cypher Khan, Joe J. Thomas as Pudge. Abner Senares as Dr. Octagus, Steve Anderson as Captain James, David Alt as Lord Ackerley, Jeff Niles as Zimtron, Danny Cutler as Kika, Daryl Looney as Popsicle, Kyle Bors as Brisco, Sally Wiggett as Squeak, Ellie Hirschman as Expositron 2, Joe J. Thomas as Lovely, Dave Weaver as P2, Captain John Tatterzak as Payload, and Ellie Hirschman as GD. The Robots of the Company theme tune was composed and performed by Daryl Looney. The incidental music was provided by Kevin McLeod. The post-production editor was Jeff Niles. The sound designer, script editor, producer, and director, can you guess, can you guess, was none other than Jonathan Patrick Russell. The series Robots of the Company was created by Jonathan Patrick Russell and the copyright is held by Dream Realm Enterprises. Any rebroadcast or reproduction of this program without the express written permission of Dream Realm Enterprises is strictly prohibited. Thank you for listening. We invite you to visit us on the web at dreamrealmsite.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-R-E-A-L-M-S-I-T-E dot C-O-M those of you who just didn't get it. And if you'd like to email us with any of your comments or questions, you may do so at darkbuilding1 at yahoo.com. You never do, you lazy hums. We were doing, um, something during the making of this audiogram, I promise. We just can't put our finger on exactly what that was. <laughs> Join us next time as the robots of the company's seventh season continues. And as this special three-part story advances into part two, it's a crazy little episode we like to call Praise the Company. Trust me, you won't want to miss that one. Until then, this is the creditor, as always, asking you to please stay tuned.
You've been listening to a production of Dream Realm Enterprises. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Next time on Robots of the Company. What is this place? This is Central Command. But how can you know that, Popsicle? Easy. Because there are about 50 automated gun turrets aimed at our heads. Get down, you guys. Bow before your ultimate overlord. Bow to me. Praise me. I am the company. Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is on the air. Exclusively on Mutual, the Summerstock Playhouse is an annual celebration of old-time radio remakes by modern-day audio drama producers, each putting their own special spin on a classic program. Don't miss a single episode, Sundays in July and August, only on Mutual. Better living through audio.